everybody. Welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach Riddle. I'm here with Laura Heck. If you've been paying attention, you know it's kind of a milestone time for Marriage Therapy Radio. This is our anniversary, five years together uh, with you. Thank you so much for supporting us. Another milestone, apparently it's also the beginning of us having advertisements that are pre-read and inserted into the podcast. That was a little jarring for me. I know it was for you, but I appreciate you um, valuing our sponsors and uh, supporting them. I think this week we have another ad from Manscaped. So it'd be grateful if you would uh, help them help us help you uh, just in advance. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you're paying attention to fantasy football, let's see. I lost this week. Laura won for the first time. There is one undefeated team yet still in our league. Nick and Sasha are beating everyone, including me this week. For me, as you might imagine, all I want to do is win during week seven. That's the week I play Laura. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Uh, this week, we are talking about uh, this idea that I've been playing with, like that, that for everything that you hear, there's an opposite. Um, there's sort of a light and dark side of every topic. There's a way to reframe things uh, and trying to learn from them. I, sometimes I call it reverse engineering. Like if we know what doesn't work, what does work? And we get a little uh, taken away. Laura helps me sort some stuff out. We go maybe a little bit overboard on alliteration, but I learned something new this week, even for myself. I hope you will too. This is a very cool conversation. Stick around. Didn't we like hash things out on the last podcast? Do we need to we spend did. some time together? Okay, so I loved I loved that podcast. By the way, I think that was one of the one of our best ones of the year. Okay, well that's great. Yeah. But we yeah. also got in a fight um, this morning. This morning, I'm yeah. still a little hurt, and we're still trying to figure out. I literally was thinking to myself as I was driving home from dropping my kid off. I said, I don't have issues like this with my husband. But only with Zach. So it's I think not, we're just in a moment. I, I think we're just in a moment. We're like in a season. It, we're just in a moment. It's not even a season. It's just in a in a moment. We're trying to iron out a couple new patterns, and we're hitting some bumps on the way. And I actually had a long conversation with clients yesterday <laughs> who listened to last week's podcast, and they wanted to talk about my relationship with you. They, they were yeah. like, "This is what I think is how that works." And da, da, da. Mm-hmm. it was therapeutic. It was good. It wasn't just like gossip or whatever. But they were like, gossip. "Why does something work?" And why does it work? Me? No, I know. But like, you know what I mean? It's not like I was sitting there going, yeah, Laura's a pain in the butt, <laughs> or whatever. Like it wasn't that. It was more like they were saying how it's really helpful to hear us hash some stuff out. Yeah. And it actually keeps them a little bit relaxed because they know the stakes aren't that high. Like they're not listening to two people who are actually right. married to each other kind of. So they were sort of like, oh, and then he in particular was like, so I started practicing some of this stuff. Like I practiced mm. it today. Perfect. You know? Yeah. And, but I do have some, I mean, I think, I, I think, yeah, I mean, we have this sort of work wife, work husband thing going on mm-hmm. and we push each other's buttons in specific ways. We have a perpetual problem mm-hmm. and, and the stakes aren't that high. Okay. We, I you think we I mean? need to go into it because just a little bit, because this is a little bit of a cliffhanger in that. Last week, we had some requests of one another. We were practicing the gentle yep. startup, right? Yeah. And you had a request from me, or yep. I had a request from you, which was, can you please include me on more emails so that I feel more included? I know what's yes. going on. And yeah. you had a response and a request, which was, can you please respond to me and read things that I send you and, you know, like commit it to memory. When you say, got yeah. it, did I really mean I got it. Like it's, I yeah. have the information it's stored and you don't have to repeat yourself. So, yeah. So that was, that was, <laughs> we recorded that episode on Thursday afternoon. 
Thursday morning. It hasn't even been five. Okay. So that was a week ago. One week. It's a week ago. Yep. Tuesday morning, I sent you this text. (laughs) (laughs) It's hold on. But I did say, I did say, I don't, I I do well with verbal communication. You did say that. Yes. You did say that. To be clear. This was my experience though yesterday. This is why we got in a fight this morning. This was the beginning of our fight this morning. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, no, I said, if we have to record when your mom lands, is that mm-hmm. going to work for you? Is that a non-starter? It's mm-hmm. a future thing that was because we were trading some emails that I was including you on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yesterday, and I didn't two, respond. right. You didn't respond Two forty in the afternoon. I send you a, Hey, what about this text that I just sent you? Right. <laughs> this was your response. What's up? I deleted my previous messages. What yeah. did I miss? Yeah. And I went so hot. Did I you? I just went. <laughs> Like, you know, that picture of the guy from inside out, the little red yeah. guy in the brain and he uh-huh. goes, and he yeah. blows up. Yeah. That's what I did. That I was, was like, you. are you kidding me yeah. right now that mm-hmm. this is happening? Mm-hmm. And so I do we not a, communicate well with text. That, that is me being very I know. clear. Yeah, I, I get it. This is what I'm saying. The stakes are at that high. Like mm-hmm. I can kind of go, okay, yeah, right. I forgot about that part. Like the, 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 we're okay. not going to. And then, and then this morning we had another thing that we were trying to schedule and there were a lot of emails back and forth <laughs> about what time it was going to be and what was the deal. And you texted me this morning at 7 a.m. and said, I'll see you in an hour and a half when you were supposed to see me in one hour. Mm-hmm. And I was mean about it. Mm-hmm. I was not kind in my That's response. True. And That's that true. made you sad. And so, so here's what I experienced was we got onto our, I don't even know if this is helpful. We're having, literally, we're having kind of a repair conversation (laughs) on air. We got to stop doing this. I know. (laughs) We have to stop stop meeting meeting this this. way. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I needed you to understand, I get how important it is for you to hear my point of view. Like that I'm learning is so important because I kept saying to myself, he doesn't, he doesn't know. If only he knew he wouldn't be so upset with me. He wouldn't yeah. think that I'm a big ding yeah. dong. But I will tell you that I felt the wrath of what it feels like to feel like your partner is contemptuous of you. I felt mm-hmm. so much contempt from you just yeah, with the good. small text I mean, messages. That was what I was trying to do. I got it. Is, and I, I don't feel good about that. Mm-mm, and it but, didn't feel but, good but, on the other side. But if I was trying to be good at contempt. You were crushing it. I succeeded. This morning. Yeah. Yes. With your single word text messages ended <laughs> by a period. Either yeah. way, I think we're better, but I do want to say that I, it, we were talking about this earlier. If there is contempt happening, like you have contempt mm-hmm. for me and you're getting mm-hmm. angry and I'm feeling misunderstood. I think we need to go back to the friendship, which is my proposals. I think we need a little retreat, like a Zach and Lala go ride bikes and mm-hmm like have yummy nachos and we do things that we used to do when we were in Seattle and we were friends. We haven't Mm -hmm. lived in the same place for like seven years. So I, I think, I think we need um, a friendship retreat. And for people who are listening, just so you know, like when Zach and Laura get together, it's okay. I know we're opposite sex, but we're (laughs) friends and our friends, our, our family members trust us. We trust each other. It's nothing Um. weird. You know, uh, I will say this. I don't think you know this. Uh, this is our anniversary of the podcast. This is five years this week. Right well, now. congratulations. <laughs> yeah, we did it. So we are due. Um, so if you're in Seattle anytime soon or I'm in Bend, I'll, uh, we'll definitely hang out. No, I think we actually need to be intentional. Uh, this is me saying, Zach, I need a date. I need you mm, to woo me. Sweet. I need to feel like you like me. <laughs> 
I need to okay. be dated by my friend. I will say this in my defense and yours. The conversation that I had yesterday with my clients, I told them how much I appreciate you and I'm loyal to you and you're wonderful and that you're a good friend and that I, that, that, so that is, that I got your back. I got you. You got me. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. I didn't hear Same guy a, though. He was really mad at me because he, uh, he works at Microsoft and he, he, he was very mad that I was, uh, crapping on word. <laughs> he didn't. Oh, on word. Microsoft word. Yeah. He didn't oh. like it. <laughs> he was, he was like, you. I have a bone to pick with you. All right. So I still use word. Anyway, he defended his platform though. And I'm sure word is wonderful. So I apologize to all the, uh, Microsoft PC users out there. I, I, I don't have contempt for you. I promise. Mm -hmm. Just, just, uh, don't, I just prefer Google docs. Okay. Is there anything in particular? No, no. I think we should just cut it off right now. I think we should just be done. <laughs> I think that sounds <laughs> good. Call it a day. Because I'm ready to go ride my bike. Um, yeah. But if you're wondering how training is going, it's still going. I'm still training. Yeah. I good. am not swimming right now. I gave myself until after Thanksgiving to swim because okay. I have what would be called B races. So if the big races, the Ironman, my B races, my races that prepare mm. me are happening in November. So it's just a half marathon for the running and then a hundred mile bike ride for the mm. cycling. And so I'm preparing for those two and I've just decided I'm not going to swim. Yeah. But my muscles are getting big. Don't they look giant? Yeah. Strong? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to Disneyland again this weekend. Again? Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that one time when you took the time to hide um, some yeah. clue in Disneyland and I didn't find yeah. it? Yeah. I think you looked for it for like 10 seconds. You're like, mm, it's not right under my nose. So I guess it's not here. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> that is how I operate. Uh, one, Abby is uh, on fall break. And so she's going to LA to visit with some friends. And I said, I'll meet you there. And uh, so me and Mary are going to go down and we're going to meet her and I'm going to spend one day at the park and just kind of hang out. And Does that have feel weird as a dad to have your daughter say, I'm going to go to another state and you're like, hey, I'll just, I'll, let me go join you. Is that weird? Like uh, transitioning that uh, role? No, no, not really. I mean, I think uh, it kind of all comes with the territory, right? You just sort of graduate out of certain phases. Mm -hmm. And now we're in the phase where we meet our kid. Mm -hmm. um, in other states. In LA. Yeah. Wow. And we hang out with them. And that's just kind of the phase we're in right now. Mm. I'd rather that than have her come to Seattle in the middle of November and or October and have it be rainy and gross and. Mm -hmm. or it's not rainy and gross, but it's cloudy and whatever. So no, we're just going to go play in cool. the sun for a little bit. Sweet. Yeah. That sounds like fun. I don't have any vacations coming up. Other what? Yeah. Not in October. I'm going zero places in October. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, it's me, Zach. I want to talk to you about Manscaped because I haven't really talked about my experience with this product, but I want to tell you a little bit about um, what it's like for me. My daughter asked me a question today. She said, dad, what do you think about the afterlife? Like, what are you going to, what do you want to happen? Like what's up there? And I realized that everything that I long for in life has to do with feeling comfortable. I like taking naps. I like being uh, not too hot, not too cold. Um, I love comfort food. Comfort is just a big thing of mine. And my experience with Manscaped has been exactly that. Vanity is not really my thing, so I don't really do a lot of the like the grooming and shaving and all that stuff, but I have found that the shaver is fantastic for my face and my beard. I found that I can use it in the shower, which is fantastic because it saves me time. You know what I do love is all the lotions that come with it. They call them liquid formulations. They have a crop preserver, which is a ball deodorant to stay cool in the heat. 
and a soothing aloe vera formula. It's the best in the business for below the waist freshness. And the clear formula smells amazing. Um, I, I, I actually really just enjoyed feeling comfortable and feeling fresh. Manscaped has also got a couple of other tools in it. There's a trimmer. There's also one for your nose hair and your nose and your ear hair, which I've used uh, many times. Um, and I just think it's overall a really cool package. And I can imagine that those of you who maybe you are into vanity and that's your thing, it's definitely the, uh, the way to go. They throw in a couple of cool free gifts in their performance package 4.0. It's got boxers and a travel bag, which I think are both pretty great. But even if it's not your thing and you're into comfort, um, it definitely is something that I have found new and refreshing. And maybe it feels a little bit like heaven. Also, I'm a huge uh, uh, flip-flop wearer. I wear them almost 100% of the time in the summer. And they have a product called Shears 2.0, which is a luxury nail grooming kit. The kit includes stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, and a grooming scissors. So I, I say go for it. Check out the performance package. It's, it's worth it. You get 20% off and free shipping with the code MTR20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code MTR20 at manscaped.com. I, I, I found it. I, I, I do, I do wonder about like what to, what to talk about. And I think, um, I have uh, been writing down things a lot. I, I found myself, I'm in a new kind of generative phase of thinking about metaphors mm-hmm. and framings. And so, I don't know, I could try a couple of them out. One, one most recently right now is the idea that there are things that we do. I, I have one that's easy. I wonder if your brain will come up with another one, but mm-hmm. there are things that we do where um, we, so we talk sometimes about the emotional bank account, right? right? And so the emotional bank account is you are filling things up or you're taking things out, right? So like we've, we've had this morning, a uh, sort of a n- notion of like, sort of, this is what fills me up. This is what takes me out. You know, maybe we need a date that'll f- sort of fill the emotional bank mm-hmm. account. Maybe we need less contempt that will, which obviously diminishes the emotional bank. Like, I think it's worth paying attention to that sort of stuff. I've been thinking about literally like, what is the economy here? So in, an, mm-hmm. in a bank account, you have credits and debits, right? right? Or in a balance sheet, you have assets and liabilities. Mm-hmm. And so I've been using this language a lot with my clients mm-hmm. is sort of like, there are assets and liabilities. And I'm wondering about like the times when they are the reverse of each other. And one that I talk about often that won't be a surprise to you right now is that an asset in a relationship or in a conversation is curiosity. Right. Curiosity yep. is an asset that I can bring. Um, mm-hmm. So I can slow down and sort of listen to you talk about what it is that's on your mind so that I can actually participate. What's the countering liability? Like what's the opposite liability for me? Assumption? It's certainty. Oh, right. When I bring certainty to the, to the conversation, I take you out, mm-hmm. right? I am certain this mm-hmm. is why she was late. I am certain she's not thoughtful. I'm certain, I'm certain she forgot about our time versus, Oh, I wonder what's going on here. Like, right. it sounds like maybe there's a thing. So for me, it's sort of the idea that there are assets and liabilities and do, are they in relationship with each other? Mm-hmm. So, um, we don't need to spend another episode on curiosity. We've done it a million times. Um, but I do think that there's something about suspending certainty in order to avoid um, kind of boxing yourself in. But I wonder if there are other examples of where there is a, a definite asset versus a definite liability in the relationship. I could probably come up with a bunch, but what does your brain do when I when I go there? Well, I mean, something that I have been preaching for a long time and that has been an uh, just like a a really big growth curve for me is giving 
um, giving mm. of my time, giving of my resources. So it's kind of been this, this give and take in the mm. relationship. And the way that I give is, uh, you like this? This is okay. The mm. way, the way that I give in my relationship is, um, mostly time. Like, how can I give you time to do what you need to do for yourself so that you can turn around and give more to the family or give to the relationship or give to your own body, whatever it might be. So I'm thinking about the asset as being giving. How much can you give? How much can you say yes to? I have, I preach yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. It's on my, can you see this? I actually had um, bracelets made by my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It says, yeah. say yes. And that's my couple motto. And then I have my family motto on my wrist as well, which is three best friends. But it's just a reminder mm-hmm. to me that by saying yes, I'm giving. And that's the asset that I, I'm leaning into. Mm-hmm. So because I'm a literative guy and I think about, okay, what does that mean? I, and the reason I like it is because I, I, yes, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so if the asset in the relationship is giving, mm-hmm. let's call it generosity, mm-hmm. right? generosity of spirit, of time, of, uh, affection, of attention, mm-hmm. the, the, the liability is greed, mm-hmm. right? Gener- generosity versus greed. So okay. I'm greedy about my time. I'm right. greedy about what I want in, in terms of affection or sex or what I want out of a conversation or what I want in terms of this conflict that we're having. I want to win. Like mm. that's going to diminish the overall balance sheet because, you're, you're pulling things out. And I, you know, I say this in particular to my, my teen girls right now is like, you have to be a person who is putting more into the relationship than you're taking out. Mm -hmm. And that may be just the way millennials are wired or teenagers are wired or girls are wired. I wouldn't say that, but like Mm -hmm. in my experience right now, it could just be the phase that they're, that they're in Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. But, but as a human being being alive on the planet, you can't be a person who takes more than you give when it comes to the relationship. So mm-hmm. if I'm coaching around the relational balance sheet, right. I'm saying lean into generosity. Right. Um, and, and don't be greedy. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of others, but what else do you have? Give me another one. I don't know. I mean, I think again, I'm just sort of sorting it out because I think that there's a, I think that there's something about respecting that there's that, that sometimes, and I say this to clients all the time, sometimes doing couples therapy work is systemic, mm-hmm. really is about protecting and preserving the system. Um, and the system operates because of, uh, you know, math. I mean, there's just levers that you pull and there's debits and credits and there's other things. And so I'm looking for ways to actually measure, measure that. It, it comes back to, frankly, when I hear people talk about, oh, I want to work on a relationship or I want us to be better. Like, what are you talking about? How would you know? You know, what are you measuring? Sometimes that's, um, let's, let's, let's see if we can wander over into intimacy, right? Okay. That's where I was um, going. Yeah. Okay. As soon as I say the word measure, Mm -hmm. there's this idea of measuring more. I want, I want to have more sex. Right. That's right. That's right. Where my brain went was people sort of, uh, base how they're doing in their relationship off of how often they're having sex. Doesn't matter if it's good sex, but it's the quantity mm-hmm. of sex that yeah. they're having. Interesting. Yeah. So what would be the what would be the asset or the liability? Um I don't want to like twist myself too hard to make sure it's alliterative, but when it comes to measuring whether or not there's equity in the emotional bank account when it comes to sex, what's the what's the asset? It's 
connection and pleasure? Mm, yeah. I mean, I would go with both. If I could have pleasure and connection at the same time, mm-hmm. that would be mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Well, I think that's the goal. And I think where, where that gets um, thwarted a little bit, if we really talk about it, is that then, then we can stop talking about frequency, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and we can actually start, stop talking about, oh, this is a little bit of a stretch. Um, <laughs> Your wheels are turning so hard today. Well, it's like, um, is the, is the liability penetration? If the asset is pleasure mm-hmm. is the liability penetration. And, and again, it's a little bit of a stretch and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to the bank on it, but this mm-hmm. idea of if my, if my goal is penetration, right. particularly as a man, mm-hmm. am I missing the point where the point is pleasure? I think, right? I think rather than saying penetration, it would be orgasm that we are okay. very orgasm centric when it comes mm-hmm. to thinking about our sexual intimacy, that that's the goal. And I think that's actually, if we become focused on the orgasm, we're missing the connection or we're missing the pleasure that happens on the way to the orgasm. And Particularly if, if I'm focusing on my orgasm, mm, you know, yep. if I'm being greedy right. versus generous. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult too to focus on your own orgasm while also maintaining connection. Because if, if the end goal is your orgasm, you don't need your partner there at all. There's, mm-hmm. you don't need connection. Sure. You can just yeah. go in your head and think about something that's going to turn you on and there's no connection there, but you have pleasure. Yeah. I wonder too, like, um, the reason I, the reason I'm willing to sort of, I wouldn't go to bat for penetration, but, but I think it's the thing that we often measure. Did we have sex? Right. And well, sex equals penetration for yeah, heterosexual exactly. couples. Versus like, did we enjoy pleasure and connection through a shower that was mm-hmm. just slow and erotic mm-hmm. and, um, and sensual, right? Mm-hmm. Like didn't have to be there. Did, maybe there was no, no genital touching at all, but so, um, wow. <clears throat> now I'm, the, I mean, this is such a divergent, but I, it would be really lovely to start the conversation with even just children or teenagers or like mm. from a very early age of uncoupling the word sex with penetration. If we mm. could uncouple that word, that would be awesome. Or we talk about intimacy, but I, I just, I find that when we think about sex, we talk about sex. I say the word, how often have you had sex? You're going to respond with how often did I penetrate my partner? as a mm-hmm. heterosexual male generally yeah. right um versus i remember as a teenager really kind of going around in my head like what does sex mean to me if i want to be a virgin until i'm married mm-hmm. then what is <laughs> how sex? far can i go without <laughs> yeah. actually right. breaking the letter yeah. of the law yeah yeah is is sex pleasure is sex being aroused by another person is sex thinking about arousing thoughts and mm-hmm. orgasming in the presence of another person? Is it, is it individual? I mean, there's just, it is an interesting idea of kind of uncoupling that. Well, we've talked to Tina Shermer Sellers mm-hmm. before. And that's kind of her big target is pleasure and connection. Mm. I like it as a construct. I use it a lot. Um, one thing too, that I've heard John Gottman talk about is the idea of what pornography is. And mm. the reason it came into my head is because it starts with a P. But if you think about pleasure as pleasure and connection, as you are my person, mm-hmm. you're the one you only, you will do the way John sometimes speaks about pornography is it's the, it's built around the idea that anyone will do. 
it's not you. It's anybody. Anybody can get me where I need Aroused, to go and sure. I can just select from a menu. Mm-hmm. Um, literally sometimes like I can just kind of scroll through and go, oh, this is the one I'm going to use mm-hmm. today to help me. So there's something about the asset being highly personal hmm. and the liability being pornographic um, in the way I'm describing, not necessarily like that it's explicit, but that it's just kind of anybody, anybody will do. It's, it's very, very cast in net. I don't know. I'm definitely bending over backwards to make that happen. But Mm -hmm. I do think that we have to understand that there are always light and dark sides of the coin when it comes to the way we're interacting with people. Even, even, even this way, like I can think about the four horsemen, three of them in particular that are skills. Like I, as a defensive person, my defensiveness is a skill It protects protects me from a lot of things until I use it to wound, Mm -hmm. right? Criticism is a skill. Mm -hmm. Criticism is an ability to look at a situation and go, this situation is not right. Mm -hmm. And I need this situation to be different. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, I mean, just having a critical eye. Totally. It's great until Mm -hmm. I use it to wound my partner. Mm -hmm. Um, Stonewalling is the right thing. Stonewalling is I'm exiting a toxic situation because I'm overwhelmed And that's the right thing to do. You should get out of those situations. You should just do it in a way that doesn't wound. Mm -hmm. And so there's some some sort of asset liability thing there. I'm going to talk about the fourth because I do think that contempt also is there is a benefit or a reason why we move to contempt. And so this is the Terry Real concept is that I'm holding my hands sort of above each other and we vacillate back and forth. We go between contempt and shame. Contempt is I'm standing on this pillar and I'm looking down at everybody and I'm saying, I'm better than you. Mm -hmm. Shame is falling off the pillar into a deep, dark hole and saying, everybody else, I'm the worst Mm -hmm. and everybody else Mm -hmm. is better than me. And when we move up to contempt, I think that the, the purpose of the purpose of it is so that we are not in shame. And so I get it. It, There's a Mm. reason why we moved up to contempt. But again, when we use it to hurt or harm other people, it's not helpful. Yeah. That's interesting. What I like, I like his model a lot because he talks about people who are uh, up, up in the hierarchy, up in contempt, they're shameless. Right. And people who are down underneath it all, they're shameful, Mm -hmm. full of shame. And then he invites us into a place called appropriate shame in the middle, which is the thing that you should feel when you mess up. Mm-hmm. And it's not, then, I'm bad. It's, I did a bad thing. Yeah. And it prompts you mm-hmm. toward repair. Um, yeah, I think anyway, this is in terms of just like kind of what, where my head's at and what we're thinking about. I think part of what I'm constantly trying to do is figure out what's the converse, particularly of the negative, mm-hmm. because they both show up and they're both so curiosity is so close to certainty, mm-hmm. um, in, in, in a, in a moment, greed is close to generosity in a moment. Pleasure is close to orgasm in a moment. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's like a kind of a thing that we need to pay attention to and play with. And so, hmm. yeah, it's a, I mean, I, I like talking it out. I think the more we talk about it, the more you start to, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're going to have this conversation nine more times with the couples in your totally. office. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I hope it's helpful to them. Um, I'll just keep fleshing it out because yeah. I think, I think again, it goes back to something I say all the time. I think we need more categories in which to think about things. Mm-hmm. Um, when we, when we have sort of these narrow options or um, it, it limits our ability to be creative in the midst of 
you know, I, I always tell people like black and white, it's, it's not real. It's also lazy. Mm. Um, you know, even, <laughs> even when I'm cross-stitching, I, I think I told you this already, like cross-stitching, like there's all these like colors that you can kind of choose from. And, and it really does speak to the creativity of the designer or to the artist or whatever. And I think we need to be people who are willing to think about things that we uh, are encountering day to day, but through new lenses. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, the lens I chose this week and the lens I'm kind of fixating on right now is the idea of the balance sheet mm -hmm. um, and how things kind of either drive up or drive down the emotional bank account mm -hmm. in the relationship. And I don't know, just got me, it's got me thinking. Mm -hmm. Hey, toward that end, what I would want to say is I, I hope that I have appropriate shame about me being snarky to you today. I'm not shameless about it. And I'm not, I'm not actually going dark about it to myself. I'm not a terrible person, but I, I do know that I can speak to you more gently and I, I can, I can promise to do that. Did you notice my repair statement that I gave you? Can you please be more gentle with me? Can I, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to just tell our listeners like, this is, this is the also, Zach. Also, you're welcome. This is the Zach that comes out. <laughs> so we had an exchange and he was being real snarky, right? And he knew he was like intending to hurt. And I replied with, please be more gentle with me. It's 7am in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Then he goes dark and he stonewalls me. No response. Well, then I got in the shower. Okay. All right. No okay. need to be defensive, but more yeah. context. No, I'm just saying that, then he that, got in the that shower. is what happened. Okay. Yeah. So then I don't get on our, our thing. I'm five our minutes late. Our eight scheduled eight o'clock call. call. It's eight Oh five. And yeah. he says, can I be gentle with you now that it's eight Oh five and you're not no, it here? Says, can I be less gentle with you? No, just, can I stop? Can I stop? being? Oh, can I stop? Can I stop yeah. being gentle with you? Oh yeah. my gosh. That was very, that was very mean. And then what I'm saying is I'm sorry about that. Okay. And I, and I, and I want you to know that I don't intend to be mean to you. In my household, we close the loop by saying, I accept your apology. And okay. my request is that I think we need to work on our friendship so that we okay. encounter less hurdles. So yeah. I believe that there will be some kind of a burger tour happening between. Why don't you come to Disneyland? Just come meet us in LA and me and Abby and Mary, we can all hang out. That's a, a little bit farther than I wanted to go. Is it further or farther? <laughs> farther? Yeah, either You can have either one. I can? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. a little farther than I wanted to go, but I will drive to Seattle for you. Okay. Okay. Burger tour. That sounds fun. Doesn't that? I figured you would yeah. be into that. Yeah. Is that a real thing or did you just make it no, up? No, I just made it up. We would just go and taste okay. a bunch of different burgers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to me, that's what friendship means. We'll ride some bikes, we'll eat some burgers and we'll make up and we'll probably be good for like, I don't know. I'm just looking to fill seven up. Seven years. Yeah. Seven, seven. Five more years of the podcast. <laughs> hey, happy anniversary. And uh, oh, thanks for listening. All you marriage therapy radio people out there. And if you're new to the podcast, um, I welcome you and this is along for the ride. <laughs> this is real life, folks. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. You're supposed to say um, we should land this plane yeah. somewhere in there. I probably shouldn't forget on our fifth anniversary, huh? <laughs> should probably land this plane. Land this okay. plane, get some burgers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Happy fifth anniversary to Zach, even if sometimes I don't feel like celebrating him. But I will tell you, we are working out in real time using our therapy skills to keep this relationship going. So continue to join us. Write us reviews about how awkward and uncomfortable sometimes it is to listen to us <laughs> repair on air in real time. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.